in the Herald. Great story, Toxic Shock, A Health Warning Sugar is Killing Us. The author of that was Dr. Brian Betty, who's the Medical Director of the Royal New Zealand College of GPs, joins us now. Hello there, Doctor. Hello there. Uh, hi, how are you? We are great. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's uh, no, no worries at all. Yeah. It's a very hot topic, this, uh, Doctor. So is sugar tax the answer or one of the answers? Oh, look, I think it's a range of things. You know, people talk about personal responsibilities and choices that we make. I think education side to it. I think there's issues around poverty and access to certain foods and potentially a sugar tax is one of the options that's on the table. So I really do think it is a range of things. It's not a one 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 fit solution for this. Mm, mm. As far as diabetes type 2 goes, doctor, one of the things we've had a, a few text messages, in which I haven't read out because I didn't want to give misleading information, as an expert in the field, is sugar the main cause of diabetes type 2? There is a lot of conjecture about this around the world at the moment. Um, what we've seen, and it's quite interesting, whether this is you know, related, we've seen this huge increase in consumption of sugar over the last three decades. Yeah. And tracking that has been this huge increase in type 2 diabetes. So just to give you an example of that, in the 1980s in China, 1% of the population had type 2 diabetes. We now jump ahead to 2015, 2016, 9% of the population in China have type 2 diabetes. So one of the theories is that the actual increase in consumption in sugar is actually leading in a, in a large part to what we're starting to see. So what about the argument, doctor? You know, like I, I'm an advocate of a sugar tax, but then as some people have texted in saying, well, how's that going to help the poorer, um, you know, if, if they're going to have to pay more for their, their stuff? So, like, this is a, it is quite a dilemma, that, because if you put a sugar tax on, yes, they're going to have to pay more. Maybe you have to look at reducing GST on fruit and veggie and things like that. But is, is sugar addictive? Look, I, I think that sugar for some people is addictive. It's very hard to, to get off. What we do know about sugar, if you consume sugar rapidly, like, like with soft drink, it gets absorbed into the bloodstream very quickly. It shoots up in the body very high. And then it starts to fall very quickly. And when it starts to fall very quickly, we start to feel hungry and want more. So there is this, this cycle that starts to occur where you want more, you start to need more because of these, these sugar fluctuations in the body. And that over time, um, there's absolutely a lot of evidence starting to piece together around this. Sugar potentially for some people becomes addictive. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, what about the idea which a number of people have canvassed and which sounds quite sensible to us? that the government basically say to manufacturers, and particularly I, I noticed in your story you mentioned that, that one of the things that you feel is a major contributor to this uh, absolute, this massive problem is a fizzy drink, sugary soft drinks. Uh, what yep. about the idea of some legislation that actually limited the amount of sugar that could be put in things like soft drinks? Well, I mean, there's been discussion about that as well, all sorts of strategies around this. I totally agree with what you've said, that sugary soft drinks, or SSDs as they're called, are really problematic. We think about 33% or a third of total sugar consumption comes through these drinks and they have no nutritional value, they shoot sugar levels up in the body and they potentially cause harm. So um, the, the, again there's debate with the, 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 the companies and the food industry, uh, industry as to whether voluntarily they should be cutting sugar 
levels in these drinks. And mm. there's a move towards doing that. Um, regulation would definitely be another tool that I think the ministry and the government should be thinking about because the trouble is the amount of sugar in these drinks is often really hidden. So it's not just the ones that we know about, you know, your Cokes, your Sprites and all the rest of it. Yeah. It's also things like these energy drinks um, that, yeah. that have really flooded the market. They are packed full of sugar and no one often, especially kids, adolescents, young adults, don't don't seem to piece that together that 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 we're actually pouring sugar into the bodies with these drinks. So there, I think there is possibly a role for uh, a role for regulation around this. Dr. Brian yep. Betty, our medical director of the Royal New Zealand College of GPs, with us. If you've got a question that you'd like to directly ask the doctor. Um, as much as you can. I'm sure we'll be trying to answer it for you. So 0800 80 10 80, or you can text your question if you prefer to 9292. Again, Doctor, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. No problems at all. Right, hopefully I've pushed the right buttons here, Doctor, so we're going to um, take a couple of calls with your permission. Rob's on the line first of all. G'day, Rob. Yeah, hi, Doctor. Hey, my question for you is with artificial sweetness. What effect do they have on the, the brain, the body, and are they any better than sugar sugars? Yeah, look, that's a really good question, Rob. There's a lot of research going into artificial sweeteners, and I don't think it's it's really sort of it's really formulated yet as to what the answer to that is. What I can say about artificial sweeteners is they actually um, take away the enamel on on teeth, and they tend to cause pretty significant tooth decay. But as I said, the research into this is still going. Do I think they're better than sugary drinks? Well, if you have to have those types of drink, I think you should be having the low sugar ones or the no sugar ones rather than sugar itself because I, I, I personally believe that sugar in it is, is actually the bigger danger here at this point. Good question. The other question I've got, corn syrups, are they any better or any worse than other types of sugars? Um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I think all, all sugars, the corn syrups in particular, yeah, um, a lot, a lot of debate about that as well. The body really struggles to process um, those forms of sugar, such as fructose, corn syrup and things. <laughs> don't think they're any better at all. Yeah, good. Thank you, Rob, very much. Hi, Peter. Hi. Um, my question to you is, I know that Coke and, and, and cans of drinks are terrible with the sugar, but I'm thinking, is, are you better off, any better off, to buy in the supermarket um, orange juice, orange drinks? Yeah, again, a really, really good question. Orange drink or orange juice is very, very high in fructose, which is a form of sugar which your body struggles to, to cope with. So the problem isn't oranges itself. Like if you have an orange, that's perfectly okay. The trouble is if you get a, a small orange juice in the supermarket and buy it, it can have up to 30 orange juices, oranges that are concentrated and all that juice comes out and all the fructose and sugar with that juice is concentrated and you lose the fibre. So yes, there is a problem if we drink too much orange juice that it does tend to put up the sugars in the body. So we need to be very careful about that. Good, good question, Peter. Eight minutes away from two. Doctor, a question here says, how would somebody know if they are pre-diabetic? Yeah, another really good question. So before people become diabetes, diabetic, their sugars can start to rise in the body. Now the problem with this is we don't know it's happening. There are no physical signs. So really the only way of telling if you're pre-diabetic is visiting your GP or your doctor 
and getting a blood test. And we sort of recommend that blood test from about the age of 30 to 35 on a regular basis just to check your overall sugar levels and to see what's happening. Because if you do detect the sugar levels are starting to rise in the body, you can definitely do something about it. Mm, very good. Got a text here, Doctor. It's not directly about sugar. Well, it sort of is. It says, could you ask, please, starchy foods, do they get converted into sugars in the digestive process? Yeah, really interesting that, that, that basically most foods that we have end up as glucose in the body. Um, so they end up as sugar in the body essentially, um, but, but they end up in different ways. So what it all comes down to is how the body processes the sugar. So the problem with sugary drinks is we surge the body with sugar and the body just can't handle it. We're not designed to cope with it. However, things like starchy foods and that, they often are associated with a much slower absorption they convert into glucose in the body. It's a slower absorption. The body handles it in a much more rational way and can cope with it. So, so the answer is yes. At the end of the day, most, most foods that we end up eat um, end up as some form of sugar or glucose in the body. Okay. Anne's been waiting here patiently. Hi, Anne. Oh, hi, you. <clears throat> now, I've been nursing all my life. I'm retired now. Worked in busy, acute wards and so forth and always had to dose myself up with some sugar to get round, you know, mm. not having lunch breaks and so mm. forth. And I've always had this tiredness around me, and I've, I've recently just cut out sugar. I thought, nope, I'm going to try this. Yeah. And I, I am, as you uh, use the word rational, the body uses it rationally, um, I'm, I'm just more alert, and I'm wondering how that works. Um, you probably answered it in a way, but... You're saying you've got basically more energy now, Anne, and you want to know why? Um, I, I don't feel depressed. Right. How does it link into depression? Because I actually thought I might have been just, you know, a wee bit that way. Good question. Yeah. Do you have an answer for that, Doctor? Yeah, look, I, this is really interesting. Um, I see patients all the time who, as part of our strategy, we reduce sugar or cut sugar out of the diet, and we do nothing else. And, and a couple, three things seem to happen. One, what Anne's reporting is, people report over time they start to have more energy, which is really interesting. Two, um, they can often feel better in themselves. And three, they often lose weight. So if you do nothing else and just sort of cut out sugar out of the diet, those three things can start to happen. And um, we think it's got a lot to do with the way the body metabolizes sugar, as I said. Um, we don't fully understand it, but there is no doubt there is, I think, absolute benefits to cutting down the amount of sugar that we eat in our daily diet. Okay. Fantastic. Jamie sends a text here, Doctor. It says, is honey less bad for you compared with sugar? Oh, look, I think it's, it's, it's you know, we, we know that honey's, honey's sweet, but the thing is we eat a lot less of it. So, oh, you know, right. all yeah. things in moderation. So I'm, I'm not totally anti-sugar and saying we shouldn't have any sugar or sweet things in our diet. Yes, it is full of fructose and stuff. However, we eat a lot less of it. We spread on our toast or we have a, a spoonful in our you know, coffee or whatever it yeah. happens to be. So it's actually the volume that we're having of this stuff that's the actual problem. So in answer to your question, probably, yes, it is better because of the amount of it that we eat. And oh, yeah. super quick, uh, Doctor, there's a couple of texts here saying, is fruit better for you? Because that's natural sugar, but quite yeah. high in sugar. Oh, 100%. I go back to what I said about oranges. Is concentrated juice in, a, in an orange juice is lots and lots of concentrated juice from lots and lots of oranges. However, having an orange is full of vitamin C, full of other vitamins, full of fiber. And so having it, and it's a, it's a, it's a relatively small amount of, of yeah. sugar or fructose that you take in. So absolutely fruit is um, a better option.
Brilliant. Right. Four minutes away from two. Doctor, you've been fantastic. Just to wrap this up, if you were the government, would you introduce a sugar tax? I would be thinking very, very carefully about the strategies to put in place to reduce the overall sugar consumption in this country. You've yep. been outstanding to talk to. Dr. Brian Betty, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Brian is the medical director of the Royal New Zealand College of GPs.